0: Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with a medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences. And is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, happy Monday morning to you. How you doing? Hope you had a great weekend. I'm actually taking my second cruise uh, this Friday. So I can't wait for that. This will probably be my last. I just wanna see also if my legs hold up this time since after my surgery, so we will see. But today we're gonna be talking about one main point to wrap up this series that i've been talking about in regards to kratom and opiates and those uh, type of products that are good in some ways but bad in others that i made sure that i i uh, put out a notice to you all of you on my last podcast that you really need to do your dual diligence in picking any these medications they can be harmful But today, we're going to get into what types of opiates are there. Along with this talk, I'm going to also be discussing the differences between opiates and opioids. So there is a difference that you need to be aware of between those two. So let's get started. Opiates are a class of medication that doctors may prescribe to treat severe or persistent pain. However, opiates that people may use illegally, such as heroin, also exist. Opiates may help people find relief from severe or persistent pain. Doctors typically prescribe them for short-term care, and they will help monitor a person's opiate use due to possible side effects, including physical dependency and tolerance. However, people do not always use opiates as a doctor prescribes for medicinal purposes. For example, many know heroin is an illegal opioid that some individuals use recreationally. This article reviews the different types of prescription opiates, illegal opiates, how opiates differ from opioids, and when to speak to your doctor. So we're gonna start with prescription opiates. Doctor prescribes opiates to treat moderate or severe pain. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a care professional may prescribe them for recovery from a major surgery, advanced stages of cancer, or a serious injury. In some cases, a doctor may prescribe opiates for conditions that cause chronic pain such as osteoarthritis. However, prescribing them for these conditions is controversial due to serious health risks and a lack, of, a lack of evidence about their long-term efficiency. Therefore, people need to speak with their doctor about the potential risks and side effects of these opiates. And And many, many of you know already that I do take two types, I take hydrocordone and I take Oxycontin. Those are the ones that have been prescribed to me for pain. While opiates may offer relief to individuals who have not experienced relief from other therapies, they come with several risks, which include addiction, misuse, and overdose. Even at safe doses, they can cause side effects that may include confusion, tolerance, physical dependence, constipation, depression, increased sensitivity to pain, dizziness, sleepiness, itching, sweating, dry mouth, nausea and vomiting, and low testosterone levels, which may lead to lower strength, energy, and sex drive. Opium. Opioids are a type of controlled substance. The DEA places additional controls over certain substances due to their potential for addiction and misuse. The agency classes many prescription opiates, such as those that we've talked about as Schedule II drugs, meaning they have a high potential for abuse. Doctors often calculate the morphine milligram equivalent when determining which opiate to prescribe. This measure represents an opiate potency relative to morphine. It is important when changing a patient's opiate regimen to minimize the risk of side effects and ensure safe dosing. As with any medication, if a doctor prescribes a person a scheduled to opiate, they should follow the directions of their doctor's advice when taking it. Um, something I wanted to mention here about those opiates and you know, if anybody's taking them out there right now, you know, there's such, they're coming down on uh, pharmacies and prescribers that prescribed opiates and opioids. And it's getting harder and harder in most cases to find the one that you've been using for so long so that's, that's another issue that's out there now that all of us are dealing with. And it gets, it gets, ups, you know, it upsets me once in a while when I go to the doctor and say they don't have any and their supplier doesn't have any and they don't know where they're going to get it from. And it's just because they're being told to reduce the amount that they make, you know, per year or so. But here's some opiates by name. There's codeine, methadone. Hydrocordone, hydromorphone, oxymorphone, you know, uh, actually oxymorphone, yeah, it's oxymorphone, fentanyl, morphine, and oxycodone. So let's talk about illegal opiates. Some types of opiates, such as heroin, have no known medical use and are therefore illegal in the U.S. as Schedule II drugs, under the DEA. While people make them specifically for recreational use, some also prescription opioids use them illegally. In addition to the potential for fatal overdose and addiction, using illegal opioids may lead to health issues that include pregnancy issues, collapsed veins, trouble breathing and respiratory depression, impaired judgment, increased risk of diseases of the liver, kidneys, or other organs, increased use of developing infections such as hepatitis and HIV, and a slower heart rate. Heroin is a prime example of an illegal opiate, but several other prescription opioids are well known for illegal misuse, including fentanyl, oxycodone, hydrocodone, codeine, morphine, and methadone. I ta- I've taken all those before I ended up wearing at now with my uh, pain meds. So I don't find it, you know, unusual, you know, in regards to illegal opiates. So now it's going to be opioids versus opiates. People may use the terms opioids or opiates to refer the group of drugs. However, they are not the same. As a result, individuals often blend the terms and use them interchangeably. Well, I'm hoping that's not me. But right here, it's opiates come from plant-based materials such as poppy fibers and sap. And examples include heroin, morphine, opium, and codeine. However, the terms opioids refer to the opioids, including system- semi-synthetic and synthetic opioids which people typically make in laboratories. Examples of synthetic and semi-synthetic opioids include fentanyl, methadone, oxycodone, and hydrocodone. So when when should you speak to a doctor? Opioids can cause several different side effects as well as risk of addiction or dependency. Therefore, a person should consider contacting a doctor if they are concerned about any side effects they are experiencing from them. The doctor may be able to provide additional treatments to help or recommend a different therapy for pain. Some people can develop opioid use disorder while taking prescription opioids. This this disorder may cause an overpowering desire to use opiates despite experiencing adverse consequences. It may also lead to increased opioid intolerance and withdrawal symptoms when the person stops using them. People who use prescription opioids are also at risk of experiencing an opioid overdose. Healthcare professionals primarily use naloxone to treat opioid overdoses. I thought they also used uh, methadone too. I'm not sure about that. You know, when I first started taking the Oxycontin, um, there I had withdrawals. And I did use more than I was supposed to. But, you know, it, it, it made me feel so much better. But I came to realize that by the end of the month, I was running out of my pills before I should have. And that just... I, I couldn't handle the withdrawals at that time. So, so for myself, I decided to go ahead and, and make sure that I'm taking it the way I'm supposed to be because that's even worse sometimes. But I, I thought I would share that with you. So in summary with this article I'm reading right now in reference material, there are a type of drug doctors typically prescribe to relieve pain. However, people also manufacture them for legal use. Though prescription opiates may help individuals with moderate to severe pain, they can also cause various side effects. They also have a risk of causing dependency and addiction in people who use them, particularly for long periods. A person should speak with a doctor about the risk and side effects of opiates. People who take prescription opiates are also at risk of overdose. A person should discuss other medications they are talking with a doctor, taking with a doctor, as they may increase the risk of overdose. So this next article is one that I want to discuss because of the medications I take, which are opioids. Opioid overdose can occur due to a person taking too high of dose. Mixing opioids with other substances or taking opi- opioids that a doctor prescribed for someone else. And an opioid overdose requires immediate medical attention as it can be fatal. Anyone experienced or witnessing an overdose should call 911. Now, one thing that was real good about my doctor is the doctor gave me Narcan. And every month that I go in to talk with her or him, they always ask me, do I have that on on hand? So yes, I do have that on hand. So as we already know, opiates are a type of drug that works to relieve pain. They bind to certain receptors in the body to reduce the amount of perceived pain the body feels. Opiates can also alter mood and affect breathing. They can be addictive and people may feel euphoric high through taking opiates and that's what I felt when I started using too much of it so again you need to be careful you need to take them how they were written on the prescription and on the bottle if people take opiates incorrectly such as taking too high of a dose or mixing them with certain other substances it can cause an overdose an opioid overdose is a medical emergency and people need immediate treatment. This article will explore common types of opiates, causes, and signs of the opioid overdose and how to provide or seek help. You and know, I watching it. a, a um, streamer, which I don't know if many of you know what a streamer is, but he usually follows uh, police chases, you know, overdoses, um, any issues that the police have to go to they they easily follow him and film everything now he's not an auditor he's just there to show you the police work that is being done out there so you can get a one-on-one idea of what's taking place and sometimes he'll show um no videos or he'll show other places in other cities where the drug use is so bad that everyone is slumped over like a zombie and there's one place I can't remember where it's at, but it's pretty bad. So you know, you don't want to end up there, I don't want to end up there, so it's, you know, the best thing to do is take them as they were prescribed. So many many of you that don't aren't aware of this, opiates include drugs that originate from poppy seeds, such as morphine, semi-synthetic such as heroin and sy- synthetic drugs that have similar properties. Opioids affect the opioid receptors in the brain to relieve pain. Now, some of this we've already gone over here, but there are a couple new ones here. The following opiates are legal in the United States. Methadone, morphine, codeine, fentanyl, tramadol, oxycodone, hydrocodone. The following opiates are legal in the U.S., but people may take them to due to dependency or experience a high. That's heroin, opium, and illegal manufactured fentanyl. And that's a big issue that's going on now. A lot of these um, products out there are laced with other things that you aren't aware of. And you need to be very careful. Don't use them at all. Don't find your way out there on the street. Causes of opiate overdose. An opiate overdose can occur through Taking too high a dose. This may happen accidentally or intentionally. Examples include someone taking too high a dose of their prescription, taking someone else's prescription, children gaining access to opioid prescriptions, taking doses to get high, and experiences psychoactive effects. Mixing opioids with other substances. Mixing opioids with alcohol or other medications that slow the breathing, such as Xanax or Valium, or barbiturates like phenobarbital can be fatal. Certain factors can also increase the risk of opioid overdose in people taking them, including existing medical conditions, such as sleep apnea, reduced kidney and liver function, and someone that's over 65 years old. So here's some signs of the opioid overdose. Shallow breathing, slow breathing or heartbeat, which may stop, small constricted pupils, which look like pinpoints, choking, gurgling voices or vomiting, a person's body going limp, skin fingernails or lips changing colors, such as turning pale blue, or purple, skin feeling cold or clammy, inability to speak or lack of responsiveness, and falling asleep or losing consciousness. In some cases, it may be difficult to tell the difference between a person who may be high from opiates or experience an overdose. To be sure, someone shall, can check to see if the person responds through verbal or physical stimuli. First, someone should call the person's name if they know who it is, or ask the person if they can hear them or speak to them. If the person does not respond, tap and lightly shake the shoulders to see if they respond. Then try a sternal rub where someone places their knuckles in a close fist on the person's sternum, right in the middle of their torso, and rubs. The person does not, if the person does not respond to these verbal or physical cues, they may be having an opiate overdose. This reference material gives you an acronym, say, and it says BLUE, B-L-U-E, which means B stands for breathing, shallow or absent. L stands for lips, pale, blue, or purple. U stands for unresponsiveness, verbal, or physical stimuli. And E stands for emergency, needs, immediate medical attention. I think that's pretty cool. If a person is unsure whether someone is high from opiates or experience, and experiencing an overdose, it is essential to call 911 and treat the persons as though they are having an overdose. Next is treating an overdose. Naloxone is a drug that works quickly to reverse the effects opiates have on the body, so naloxone is available. Anyone can use it to treat someone with an opioid overdose. People can spray the noxolone into the nose, such as Narcan, or inject it as Ibizio. According to the FDA, a person will usually return to consciousness one to three minutes after a dose of the Narcan. And if someone is unsure if a person is having an opioid overdose, or another emergency is still safe to give them the Narcan. Narcan is safe to use on people of any age, including infants, children, and older adults. Narcan is a prescription drug but in many states is available from a pharmacy without needing one. And that's the way it is here in California. And finally, to finish up this episode, how to help and when to call. 911. If someone notices any signs of opioid overdose, they will need to call 911. If a person suspects an overdose, following actions to help. Call out to the person to check for a response. If a person does not respond, rub the knuckles in the person's breast zone in the center of their chest, or rub the knuckles on the person's lips. If the person responds to this, ask us whether they can stay alert or responsive and maintain their breathing. If a person does not respond or their condition deteriorates, call 911. Stay with the person and continue to monitor them. If the person is not breathing, begin performing CPR. If available, give the person one dose of Narcan. Stay with the person until medical help arrives. And if the person does not respond to the first dose of Narcan within about three minutes, administer a second dose. Uh, And note here, every Narcan box comes with two doses. So like myself, I carry a Narcan. I don't carry it with me. It's in the house in case any emergency does come up. But that's it. That's the end of this opiate and opiates and the difference and what you need to do and in case someone overdoses. But I hope this information helped you today. And I hope you have a great week coming up here. Um, I start my cruise on the 8th and I'll be back on Monday. So I'm not sure if there's going to be an episode next week or not. or Maybe I'll just replay an older one and we'll do it that way. But again, thank you for being here. I appreciate all you, all of you listening. And make sure you get the word out that this podcast is available for anyone you know, dealing with some sort of pain. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources such as product reviews that I have discussed today can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.